Hello and welcome to Mosh Pet. I'm Cy Beckwith. And I'm Ellie Kumar. And it's a podcast all about goth stuff and also this week a little bit about Eurovision. The best combination. Awesome combination. So last week you did your choices. Said you were going to pick five but you didn't. But we'll let you off. I thought about it so much and there was just some that really spoke to me and some that were like, you know, they could, they could do it, maybe not. You had more standards for Eurovision than I did, like you know Eurovision inside out. There's I'd... a lot of hoops to jump through before I will allow them to represent a country for Eurovision. Whereas I've just went here, lads, smash through these hoops, just get in out you like. <laughs> so my choices is, I'll give the honourable mentions first. So a couple that didn't make my final list, made more on mine, you pick them. Yes. Uh, Man of War. Are you aware of Man of War? Okay, yes. I don't really know them that well. Oh, they're very good for Eurovision because they're really grandiose and it's big, like the costumes and the music and lyrically as well. I think they'd, they'd have been great, but they're American. I couldn't remember where they were from. I thought they might be in Scandinavian. I had to Google yeah. them because um, they're a band that I, have, I, I sing around the house a lot, but I never listened to them. Like I'd never have the urge to put them on. I haven't no. that much, but... Because Rebecca showed weakness by showing a very annoyed face when I started singing Man of War around the house. I very much ran with that idea, really. It's going to carry on forever. Yeah, it's just a nice little thing that will bond over. I've said I'm going to book them for the wedding, but she's having none of it. More fool her. I'm definitely getting Man of War. And the other what? one was for a band that she likes, Mayhem. Ah, okay. So, like, any sort of, like, Scandinavian black metal band. Yeah. I'd be really interested to see how that goes. Yeah. Because, so what I would say about Man of War, it doesn't matter that they're American. Because you can, like, Flo Rida represented San Marino. Oh, don't worry, Flo Rida's on. No, he's not on my list. Um, <laughs> so, I have, uh, you explained that to me, yeah. and then I'd forgot about it. And then, again, the whole Katrina and Waves debacle made us go, oh, that's all right. So I have ran with that rule for one of my oh, choices. Okay. Yes. But no, back to Mayhem. Yeah. No. I think that's really good, yeah. Scandinavian, like, yeah. imagine, I'd love to see how proper black metal goes down. Yes. And there's loads of other bands, like, you could have picked from that list as well. Because, I yeah, like I've never I never thought about it when I was thinking of my list. That sort of that style of music didn't really come up because I was very much in the what's camp and covered in sequins, but also cows guitars. But yeah, no, I like that. Whereas I went, what's going to make Graham Norton cry? <laughs> and I think that might. Imagine I think, if, be, I think he'd be into it. I think he'd get into it secretly. He'd be confused though. I'd love that. Like you know, when you get a TV presenter and a try and. Uh, do their job yeah but it's just difficult I think black metal would definitely have that effect on Graham Norton he'd be very exasperated I think trying to rein them all in trying to control them he might boot them though for his uh, talk show and that yeah and then imagine like Russell Crowe and Jennifer Lawrence and James McAvoy and then Jack Whitehall that's who's normally on the sofa <laughs> they turn around and then Graham Norton's just like now mayhem and then they just play it that'd be lovely I think that would break the internet it would. Jack Whitehall would pretend to like them as well. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, I, I know this band, yeah. I went to see them at Juni once. Good Jack Whitehall, that. We're going to pretend that he's going to guest on... I mean, we're definitely going to get Jack Whitehall in for the next... He's a huge podcast. metal fan, did you not know? Who Are there any... Just again, sidetrack. Are there any celebrities that you can think of that are metal fans that surprise you? So there's Ed Gamble. That's what I was going to say. And I really want him to come on. So if he's listening, then you have an invitation. Because I really want to chat to him about... Because he interviewed Corey Taylor from Slipknot as part of his show and he just fanboyed out the entire time, which is exactly what I would have done. And that's why I loved it, because I would have been like, I can't remember any of my questions, but I love you. Really so, selling yourself as an expert professional. I am a really good interviewer. 
I think Slipknot would be good on Eurovision. Yeah, I think they would work. I think as well because the same, they wouldn't take it too seriously. They wouldn't feel like they were above it. Well, that's what it needs is someone to be fun. So for fun, I think my first choice would be perfect. And we had this is what inspired me suggesting this to you as a topic. Because me and Rebecca were talking about bands that would be good on Eurovision. I thought Dragon Force. Yes! <gasps> Wouldn't yes! it be so good? Andy's really... Uh, one of them is like really big on either TikTok or YouTube now. I've yeah. not watched. I'm 38. But like he d- plays along to his own songs. I can't remember if I told you this, but like... No! Right, so he, uh, he got copy- copyright violation for playing along to his own song. And they were like, you don't have the rights to use that song. And he's like, bitch, I wrote that song. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So, Dragon Force, and because they, their videos used to be class, they're loads of fun. I feel like they proper put on a stage show. The guitars and stuff work really well. Yeah. I think they're a big ideal. The only issue, I'm not going to damp on all of them. Their songs are too long. There's a time, so you've got a time limit of three minutes. And, I, you know, the best Dragon Force songs are all seven, eight minutes long. I like that challenge, though. I feel like they, they could rise to it, yeah. fit it all into one three-minute track? And that could be something that they acknowledge. Like, it could almost feel like that's part of the fact that they're constrained by these time limits. That's so how long is the time challenge. limit? Three minutes? So you've got to be three minutes. It's doable, though, because, like, I remember once watching an interview with Frank Black from the Pixies, and he said when he first, I think they got, like, a first record deal or something, and he went around looking at, he took the bloke around the loads of record shops, and we're just looking at Beatles records and looking at the times on them, and just went, they're all under three minutes. So, so we're just going to write short songs. This is the thing that I will go on and on about, and you will you will get sick of me saying this. I don't think many songs need to be longer than three and a half minutes long. There are a few that I'm like, you know what? And to be fair, Through the Fire and the Flames is one of them. Yeah. And I will put my hands up and say, yeah, that song needs to be like, whatever, it's seven, eight minutes, however long it is, because it's great. Most songs, I'm like, after three and a half minutes, yeah, you could have cut this. Like... There's ways that this song could have been made shorter and it would have been just as good. Well, I'm a punk fan, so I always so feel that, yeah. Songs are short. Like Songs and- are short and often too well produced, recorded in a fucking bin. Like, that's what I want. And short. Two minutes max sometimes. <laughs> I do, yeah, like, sometimes I'm listening to a song and I'm enjoying it, but I just, no, could have been three minutes and then we would have been on, on it. So for Eurovision, then this is ideal. Well, maybe this is why part of my brain is just wired into, well, this song couldn't be on Eurovision because it's five minutes long. So I think I think Dragon Force could do it. I've got faith in them. Yeah. Lovely set of boys as well. Again, chuck them in the green room. They'd have Start a lovely petition. time. I reckon they'd do it. Yeah. And we should, like, that's something I'd be proud of that. Not um, proud of Lords being British, but that would British, be... Because yeah. so I feel like that's one of those where it's like, I think they would get the kind of British attitude to Eurovision as well. Yeah. Whereas you've got countries like Sweden that take Eurovision seriously and the whole country takes it seriously. Whereas in Britain, it's a bit like, oh, Eurovision, yeah, okay. But actually, I think the best acts accept that and are like, you know what? We're still going to rock it. And it would sort of, like, they would have a lovely little career off the back of it. It would bring new fans. Because I feel like they're a band that could have mainstream success. Yeah. Because it's not just, like, massively alternative and inaccessible. And even the least rock fans that I know have at some point played Guitar Hero. Yeah. And have at some point attempted... Is it it's Through the Fire and the Flame? Yes, isn't it? that was the one that was on there, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, and they've attempted that song and have tried and failed, as we all have. I'm sure they parodied it in one of their videos that had, like, a Guitar Hero-style guitar solo off against each other. Yeah. And they could do something like that. They could 
like parody that's what it looks like a thing or they'd be great they would be brilliant so yeah. they were my first choice I feel I've gone the wrong order but that is the best one we'll change it in the edit I've picked a non right so my next choice I've picked a tech, like not really alternative band but we were discussing them off mic before but The Darkness Oh, yeah. Or even just Justin Hawkins. He's actually said he would do it as well. He'd be so He has said he would absolutely take on Eurovision. Lovely head of hair. For now. Strong image. I would Justin Hawkins, I think he'll be one when he starts balding, he'll still have, you know, like Hulk Hogan when he's talking about the top. Yeah, bald on top and a... It's good lad, I was watching some of his YouTube videos. He's a good YouTuber now. Where's a hat in YouTube videos, though? Does he? I'd be thin That's why. That's why. But he's a good lad, him and his brother. Yes. And the one with a little handlebar moustache who oh, left for a bit and then come back. They would be spectacular. And they'd write a good song for it. Like the like yes. Justin Hawkins is used to writing a brief because he used to do loads of advert jingles before he got into the darkness yeah. and got famous. So he'd be perfect for the goat right? You need to incorporate British history, none of the dark stuff. <laughs> and it needs to be less than three minutes and then they'll give him loads of other rules and he'd be right, bang, done it. Yeah. And... They would have the costume, because you know he would come out in some glorious <laughs> lycra spandex skin-tight catsuit and it would be covered in glitter. Be perfect. And he's got a really good voice. Yeah. And the right really good, like, uh, really nice pop songs, like Dancing on Friday Night by The Darkness is a proper, proper good bop. It's not massively, like, they're not massively alternative, but they're a guitar band and yeah. they've got the look. They look like the sort of band who would have played with, like, Thin Lizzy and, like, Round. They would have been, like, a pub rock band. Yeah. But I think they, again, would be a laugh in the green room. They would be, yeah, they would be making all the behind the scenes videos and pranking Graham Norton. And he's been on Masked Singer, which is very camp in itself. Yes. Oh, he is absolutely, like, camp enough for Eurovision. Yeah, it'd be great. Have you watched any Masked Singer, Ellie? I've never watched it. I do, yeah. So I know I'll, the premise. Yeah. I'll watch the clips now on YouTube a lot, but what's more interesting is Korean masked his singer where it started but they get like legitimately proper famous people so they've had like ryan reynolds on it no yeah and right there's one when someone was singing creep and it's incredible and it's ken jong no i I, in fact i think i've seen that he's so good it's really really good but yeah they get like i was just scrolling through youtube and then it was like ryan reynolds on masked singer and i was like eh but then what's great is on the british version ken jong has to pretend to know who like kim marsh is i mean that is acting. Everyone yeah. Slade is acting. That is acting. Yeah, because when he's like, I think it's um June Brown, and he, like, there's no way he knows you who don't Dot know who is. That is. And if he does, fair play to him. I mean, EastEnders is a staple. Yeah. Somebody else famous American. I should really know this. This is a fact that's going to tail off. But somebody really famous as an American person was uh, outspoken about how good Dot Cotton was. Got proper starstruck when they met them. Google it because I don't remember who it was. Just died recently, God rest us all. Dot Cotton's a legend forever. Yeah. So I always thought, like, you just, you could picture the smell of cigarettes coming through the screen when Dot yes. Cotton was on. Not like the smoke in soap operas anymore. Interesting, did not know that. Hadn't done it for a while. I, to be fair, I've not actually watched, like, a soap for a few years, so I probably wouldn't have, like, realised. Do you know what would be good, right, is if Justin Hawkins or Dragon Falls popped up in a soap? Again, I feel like they're the sort of, it would be Hollyoaks. Because it would be like the rubbish end of the soap spectrum. Emma Dale at a push. Yeah. But they absolutely would. They would turn up in like the pub and be like, well, 
no one would know who they are. Yeah, just played in the corner. Yeah. It'll be so good. There was once, right, when uh, Marty Pillow from Wet 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 was in Emmerdale, <laughs> and it was really good. Like, Emmerdale's my dad's favourite show, which says a lot about my dad. Um, but Marty Pillow was in it, and that's from excellent. Wet Wet Wet, and that's great. What I miss is, t- you know how in TV shows from, like, the 90s, they would just have, like, bands in, and they would play a song, and it would not be related to the plot in any way, just a really loose, like, reference. And I miss that about TV shows now. They yeah. don't have that kind of... And they're always sort of bands that aren't quite the most famous in their genre, but you recognise them and you're like, who's that? I remember them. I should happen that. more. Yeah. I've always wanted to write, a, um, a, like anything I wanted to write, I'll always like the idea of pub bands being in it because I've grew up with them. And I thought one band that would look really good as a pub band is the Magic Numbers. Yeah. Because I think they've got that look about them. And they also write lovely, lovely songs. Again, not massively alternative, but just really, really nice. Just seem like lovely people. Yeah. But yeah, any sort of bands popping up. Because it's not... Like, what used to be really good for it was the young ones. Yeah. Sitcoms that they used to have, and that was a narcic anyway. That but there's loads of good performances. Motorhead? Yeah. Lemmy would have been good for Eurovision. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you have to be able to understand some of the words that are said in the songs, and that's a... Not always the case with my head, but... And he's a fan of some German imagery that wouldn't go down well as well, and he saw... We'll, we'll not pick Lemmy. No. Uh, my next choice, so after The Darkness, um, I went for Judas Priest. Yeah. Again, the Is aesthetic... this the American... What you said about the, them being American? Because you... British, any Rob Halford? Have I imagined that? Maybe. I'm sure he is, you know. Right, I'm going to look this up. But I picked Judas Priest. The aesthetic I thought would be perfect. Obviously. And I think musically, again, they'll happily bop one out under yeah. three minutes. I don't think anybody's described uh, Judas Priest as bopping one out before. Yeah, English singer-songwriter. I don't know if anybody else in Judas Priest is. It's from Sutton Caulfield in Warwickshire. 71 years old. No, no, he's not. Yeah, this is a podcast now where you just listen to me read Wikipedia. <laughs> Judas Priest, formed in Birmingham in 1969. Did not know that. Birmingham is a little tease oh. for my fifth pick, incidentally. Okay, I'm better know who it is. We'll see, won't we? Uh, so yeah, Judas Priest, I thought they'd be good. Yes, like that. Um, and I think, again, aesthetically, they'd be class. I just think people would just buy into it. And again, lovely people backstage, yeah. I'd imagine. Fourth choice. So my fourth choice is me curveball where I'm like not British, but would go down a storm. Andrew WK. Okay, yeah. Like it's just the party, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. That's good. Yeah, you want a good party song? Do you know Andrew WK is going out with Cat Dennings now? Yes. Well, they're married, don't they? Can I they think get so, married yeah. like on Instagram or something odd? Probably. I've read a lot of Wikipedia lately, as I think I you'll I feel like that. I've noticed this. Yeah. Um, I want to invent a website that's just, you know, the personal life sections of Wikipedia. Yes. Uh, that's all that's I That's the only bit that anybody cares about. Yeah. Maybe it's the opening bit when I find out where Rob Halford's from because you thought you he's American. You need early life, so you know where they were born. Yeah. Personal life. Because I assume everyone's American as well. Yeah. It's because you watch, like when you grow up watching American yeah. TV. I was watching The Undateables the other day and there was a man on that who had an American accent, but had never been to America. But it's because he grew up with American TVs and film and the nature of his autism meant he latched on that, so he was non-verbal yeah. for a number of years and then now just has an American accent, but has never Aww. been to America. It's a lovely, lovely yeah. man. But it, must, like, it was so interesting hearing someone who's not from America with that accent. My dad says a lot of things with an American... Like, 
certain words, usually slang words, yeah. he says in an American accent. Because, so he grew up in Malaysia. They speak, he learned English and English was his, like, his first language, essentially. Um, but a lot of the words that he got off television would have been, Amer- like, they only really had American TV and films and Hollywood stuff. So certain things, he, he always says, like, um, take the garbage out. Really? Like, and my mum's like, we take the bins out. And he's like, I've taken the garbage out. Oh. Is there any other words? I was like, go- like garbage is such an interesting one. Because you're right, that's yeah. really American. I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Because that's the one that's always just stood out. Does it have, like, so when your dad says it, is it a proper American accent? Yeah, like... Like, not just an American word no, or an Americanism, yeah, like, it's it, the it accent. it sounds American when he says it. But it's, it will just be that one word. That's fascinating. So it's not even like, I mean, I'm not going to do an American accent because it'll be horrifically bad. But, like, it wouldn't be the whole sentence was American. It's just that word. Wow. That's really yeah. interesting. It's like, well, because if you don't hear that word anywhere else or that term, of course it would impact you. Yeah. Fascinating. More but facts. Andrew, Andrew WK, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I distracted us that time. Andrew WK, yeah. So he, I think he's got, again, that massive vibe of, like, just party anthems in yeah. it. Yeah. Be absolute raucous fun. Be a good stage show. Have no bother doing it in three minutes flat. Yeah. You'd be getting people absolutely mortal backstage. I think that's a good shout, yeah. Yeah. And then I, you would be allowed, like, so what's the rules for if you're not from here? Like, if you don't even go here, but you represent the country, is it just, you can just do it? Absolutely. It doesn't matter at all. Really? Yeah. So there's, depending on which country you're in, there's certain ways that they pick the, the artist. So in like the UK, they essentially decide from a panel who's going to represent some countries do what's like a talent show um so in italy it's called san remo and all the bands and acts who want to represent italy will submit their song and say we want to go in it pick pick us and then it's like a tv contest so for like the uk yeah the panel could just be like let's call up andrew wk would he do it yeah sounds good nah because of brexit now they'll all make rules harder for yourself or we're like we've done with everything else they promised it wouldn't affect Eurovision, but... Ah, uh, nah. It'll be the first to go. It'll be like, first they came for me, rules about health and safety, but I didn't speak up because I wasn't health and safety, etc., etc., all the way down to Eurovision. So Eurovision. There's just a group of us huddling with our sequined blankets. Come for you one day. But for now, Eurovision's safe. But I bet it will change the rules and stuff, I bet, because we're so pernickety about stuff as British people now. Now, well, actually, it should be someone British... To be fair, I think Britain has always tried to go for British people. And most of the countries do tend to get people that... Because you kind of want to represent your country and, and show the amazing stuff about it. Because you want to win and bring people to your country. And a lot of the ones that have done really well recently in the last few years have very much gone down the, you know what, Italy won in 2021... You know, we are so Italian, look at us, dri- dripping in Gucci and things like that. It's, but yeah, like, it would be a shame if if that got too official and it made the fun parts like Flo Rida popping up. Yeah, you need the fun part of what your cultural identity is yeah. as well. And I think Britain isn't always the best at realising that we have like a fun part of our cultural identity. Have um, one name that popped in my head that I just wondered if they've ever done it. Have Jedward ever done it for Ireland? They have indeed. Have they? Yeah. When did they do that? That would have been in, I was in university and I remember what, I think their song was called like Lipstick or something. They, their artwork was all like big lips 
and it must have been 2012 or 2011 either because I remember being at university when it was when they were represented they didn't get through the semi-finals I think oh no way so they didn't actually make it to the final that's a shame I'm sure they've said that they would do it again as well they're great Jedward on Twitter, they are you know. Legends. Like they're really political and really good. They're like the opposite of right said Fred, who have gone very much the other way. Yeah, they they've gone quite right, in fact. Yeah. But um yeah, like Jedward like taking down the turfs and just like, oh, it's brilliant. A lovely, lovely little bunch of odd boys. Very <laughs> weird. I love how like one of them's really into it and one of them isn't. Yes. But that's like I think that's part of their charm. But they like love each other. They have to be together all the time, yeah. and that's what kind of brings everything out. It's great. Oh. I mean, they're, again, not alternative music at all. But Jedward... I mean, I think Jedward could be convinced to be in a black metal band. Yeah. Like, they would be like, yeah! I reckon they'd do out if you said it'll be a laugh. God bless Jedward. My my final choice then, mentioned Birmingham before, so from the Midlands, Napalm Death. Oh. Who did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Black Sabbath. No, because I just, I don't want to put Ozzy through that. To be fair... He's a bit old now. Yeah, I just thought it's a lot for a minute. Get a bit confused. Yeah, I just just feel like he needs a rest. He's lived a life. (laughs) And it looks like it's a free bar as well. Probably is. I mean, I'm sure he's off it all still, but like, you just don't want that risk. No. So I'll keep Ozzy safe. I'll pick Napalm Death because they'll have a laugh. So I don't know if you remember the speech show called The Priory, hosted by Jamie Theakston and um, Zoe Ball. And the ones where he created the intro to Jim will fix it. It was before everything come out. Obviously. Um, where some Boy Scouts, again, before everything come out. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the clues were there. Um, but some Boy Scouts went on a roller coaster and they had like milkshakes and stuff and it was just blown all over them and it was a real mess when they got off. Uh, but Napalm Death recreated that. That's excellent. And they'd been on the show a couple of times and stuff. So I think Napalm Death would be up for a laugh. Yeah. Nebosh doing it under three minutes. And it's going to be memorable, that, isn't it? I mean, no one... I feel like they would do a Lordy and just kind of wipe everyone out. Yeah, because I'm not even thinking of, like, stage show there. I just think, just bang it out. Just the sound, the wall of sound. I I think that would affect Graham Norton. (laughs) He'd never be the same. No, I think he'd give up his chat show. I think he'd go into hiding. I just, I don't think he'd go. But I think that would be memorable. I don't think it would win. No. But top ten... They'd get the kind of, not quite the gimmick vote, because it's not a gimmick, but like that sort of people are like, haha, look at this on Eurovision. They'd get the viral vote, essentially. I like the idea of Napalm Death being said in lots of different accents and languages as well. well yes, because would you have to translate it? Again, this is showing my lack of like knowledge of other languages, because I can't think of what Napalm I think you'd have to. I suppose Napalm is a... Is it a brand? That's what I was going to ask. Is I don't know. Is a brand? I don't think it's a brand. I've never seen any adverts for it, so probably not. <laughs> no, it's... Is it? Yeah. It might be named after, like, someone. If so, maybe we've just got Napalm Death in trouble for uh, stealing a brand name. God, imagine if they got sued after all this. Lars Ulrich making his return again. Maybe he owns it. Oh, Bay does. Yeah, maybe everything. that's how he's so rich. His family invented napalm. Fingers in all the pies. Oh, we've said his family invented napalm now. That is the thing he's going to sue us about. Not even editing that outcome for us, Lars Ulrich. (laughs) I don't care. We get tennis elbow. Tennis elbow is an injury, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it. I mean, I assume it's to do with your elbows. 
Could be quite the doctor, Ellie. That's very, <laughs> very good deduction. I told you, I just say things in an assertive voice. People believe me. I, be- I absolutely 100% believed all of that. Uh, so, yeah, Nirvana Death are my final choice. I think that would be a good Eurovision if you got all them on. All together, that would be the loudest Eurovision in there. All of them at once, like, you know, when they do the end of Live Aid and everyone yes. comes out and sings Hey Jude, but, like, not Hey Jude, because, you know, that's long. That's too long, yeah. No, that wouldn't fit. That's, like, three Eurovision songs. Yeah. And you hate the Beatles, don't you? So. I knew you were going to bring this up at some point. I want to talk about this more because I don't mind them. And I'm really interested in Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney would probably do Eurovision. Oh, we can't sing anymore. Uh, again, I'd worry about him. He's in his 80s. He just, like, you've had a life. Just calm down. He's had two lives, if you believe the rumours. 1964, I think it was, that I apparently died. Of what? Because I've heard the rumour. It was a car accident, I think. Okay. And then there's there's loads of good YouTube videos. Of course there are. But you start with them and then you end up just questioning everything. Where facts go to die. Yeah. Well, I think that's how Right Said Fred started. And then before you know <laughs> it, you're on Twitter saying you're not too sexy for anything. Do you know once, uh, just a tangent on Right Said Fred, I once, my favourite pub quiz question I've ever asked is name everything from the song that Right Said Fred are too sexy for. Too sexy for my shirt. Shirt's one. Too sexy for my shoes? No, he keeps his shoes on. Uh, There was places, so there was three places. Milan, New York and Japan. Of Uh, course. My favourite one, so the last one, is he's too sexy for his cat. (laughs) He says, I'm too sexy for my cat. Poor pussy cat. Oh dear. Oh dear. Richard Fabras. The 80s had a lot to answer for, didn't they? 90s then. Were they? Yeah, mid-90s. I think in my head it's just something that's so intrinsically 80s that I can't imagine them. It does have an 85, like the videos weren't (laughs) weren't anything special. I was only born in 92, so you have to forgive me for occasionally getting the 80s and 90s mixed up. Also, it's where I said, Fred, there's limited knowledge to have there. There's that song. um, And then, oh, I'm sure there was another one. They probably had another song. They had a second single. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to surpass Too Sexy, really. It's iconic. That would be a good Eurovision song. It's got that kind of Eurovision vibe that you think, was that a song for Eurovision? No, it just was written like that. Oh, okay. I'm sure Richard Fairbrass as well was on, uh, and I mean, the Buzzcocks on the same episode as Lemmy. Or the episode directly after. Did he get offended and storm off? No, he was good crack then. He's just gone a bit... Oh, it's just recently. Yeah, uh... Post-lockdown, isn't it? Um, And he doesn't like masks, so that means what if he was on the same Eurovision as Slipknot? Oh, yeah. Kick right off. He he couldn't go on the Mars Singer. Exactly. Oh, he'd hate that. Yeah. Him and other right said Fred, man. Neither of them called Fred. Can you remember his name? Um, I think he's called Craig. He's got the vibe (laughs) of a Craig. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm calling him Craig. Fair um, enough. Yeah. So that was my picks. Happy with that? Yeah, very As much. As a Eurovision expert, do you think they'd go down well? I think a lot of them would work. I think we should start getting petitions in. We need to get people signing these. I think we need to go direct to the bands. Yes. Want to find Dragon Force? I feel like Dragon Force should come and chat to us because... I feel like you don't contact Dragon Force. You send a signal into the sky. In a smoke signal and then they guitar. just appear at yeah. your door. With guitars. So we're going to go and do that now. Uh, Thank you for listening. I've been Cy Beckwith. I've been Ellie Kumar. I'll see you next time. Bye.